Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and before I get to anything else, I want to announce to you that Saturday, May the 22nd, we will be going live on Twitch at 8-ish p.m., myself and some very special guests, to review the Masters of the Universe Origins toy line thus far. Uh, Two weeks ago, we went live with the greatest animated series of all time. You can watch the full video on the Needless Things YouTube channel, or you can just listen to the podcast in the same place where you found this podcast. And I'm very excited about Twitch. I know I said I was going to get it started a while ago, but... It just took a while to sort of get everything straightened out. And and I had to find a producer. And it turns out my producer is my 13-year-old son, Phantom Jr. And he did an awesome job. Uh, You can see it yourself. uh, With the, It's easier to see if you're watching live because there's some editing involved in the YouTube version. Uh, But if you join us 8-ish p.m. Saturday night live on Twitch, go ahead and follow Needless Things on Twitch or subscribe or whatever it is you do. Ring that bell. Uh, I don't know. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to have excuse me, a lot more content coming on Twitch from Needless Things. So now that that is taken care of, you have to excuse me. I'm experiencing various levels of discomfort from various sources here. I just finished my DDP yoga workout, and I, I kind of went for it in one of the poses, and my right hip is... Uh, I stretched it a little bit too much, but I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. I feel great other than that. Uh, very healthy. Things are going well. I'm feeling good. Still keeping up with DDP yoga. Um, and and then there's this ongoing issue with my microphone. You guys, if you have any input, if you have any help, any thoughts about why something in my computer is automatically lowering the input level of my microphone, And my understanding is that there's some kind of software somewhere that levels it out to optimal levels, but it's not optimal. It's super quiet. And it's driving me nuts because sometimes I will get a couple minutes into recording and look up at my screen and realize that my levels are like nowhere. So I don't know what's doing this. I've looked it up online. I can't seem to figure out exactly what or where the problem is. So if you guys have any ideas, please uh, hit me up in the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group. Uh shoot me a message wherever you can shoot me a message uh email me at uh phantom troublemaker at gmail.com i will accept uh emails about this uh okay other things to officially announce first of all the twitch thing is a big deal i'm very excited i hope uh some of you are able to join us live or or all of you are able to join us live and if you can't uh it, it will be a podcast episode and it will go up on youtube on the needless things youtube channel speaking of which I was very lucky, and in that, and, and I don't believe in luck a whole lot, but there was absolutely luck involved here. I was able to get one of the special missions, Cobra Island Major Blood figures. Uh, if you know, those are a horrible pain in the butt to find. And I got one for me. I got one from for uh, Phantom Junior, and I reviewed it on the Needless Things YouTube channel. And then on Wednesday, 
I reviewed the new uh, Loyal Subjects Best Action Angel figure, which is an action figure that exists. So go check that out every Monday and Wednesday. New content on the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, what else have we got coming up? Oh, okay, here's the big news. So I have officially announced that the big damn game show will be returning to Dragon Con on September 4th, 2021. Despite the fact that the email I sent to all the volunteers said 2022. Oops. Uh, yes, we are putting the game show together. We are doing it. Uh, we have already some surprises planned. It is going to be bigger and, well, I'm not going to say it's going to be bigger than ever. It's going to be smoother than ever. I'm not going to, and I know you say, go big or go home. That's the thing. But guess what? We, we may not even be not home. We don't know yet how Dragon Con is going to shake out. So while we are planning everything, uh, panels and big damn game show and whatever else, to be fun and great and awesome, uh, I'm not pulling out the big guns because I, I cannot put that effort into something and then have it not happen. And I believe 100% that it's going to happen. Okay, I believe like 85% it's going to happen. But that 15% is what's keeping me from buying the like confetti cannons and and uh, glow-in-the-dark neon sprinklers and whatever else I might be more compelled to invest in for the big return of the game show. Because we knew we were taking a year off for the premiere of Troublemaker, which, by the way, more news coming about Troublemaker soon. If you don't know, that is the documentary about me, directed by the Emmy Award-winning Jason Wilson. Uh, we are getting together very soon to put some finishing touches on a certain little something for Troublemaker. So, uh, big news on that coming soon. Lots of stuff going on, you guys. We're coming out of this this global nightmare. Uh, those of us who are responsible and doing what we should be doing. And there are a lot of opportunities on the horizon. And I plan to dive after each one of them and grab them with my hands clawed up like eagle talons. Uh, I'm getting back into this stuff, and I'm excited. I spent uh, all as much time as I could the past two days working on the game show, working on stuff for the podcast, and, and for all of the things that I do that are easily at least another full-time job. Uh, so anyway, that that's the world of needless things and what's going on right now. I, I didn't know sitting down that I was going to have quite that much to talk about, but then I realized, because I, I, I do compartmentalize these things. Uh, the podcast is a thing. The Twitch is a thing. The game show is a thing. The panels at DragonCon, like all of it, occupy separate portions of my brain. Uh, so when I sit down to do this and they all line up like, hey, we've got to go over this, 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 that's when I realize like, oh, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life. But that's fantastic because it has not been the case for the past year and I could not be happier or more excited about just everything coming back to life. Uh, all right. So I, I hope you took some of that in. Oh, I got one more needless things announcement. Uh, Audible interlude, a GI Joe podcast, which I hope you're checking out. Uh, people who are not even GI Joe fans have told me that they enjoy listening to it. Uh, it's myself, Noel Wood and Christian Allen. And we are lifelong GI Joe fans talking about GI Joe, different stuff every month, uh, drops, we are now going back to the first Monday of every month because, and again, this is my brain sort of shuffling everything together, Needless Things is returning to a full-time schedule uh, starting now. 
you will get four episodes of Needless Thing or a, a new episode of Needless, Needless Things every Friday. Uh, uh, because we are able to once again gather and do that sort of offset needless commentary episode. And then in addition to an episode of needless things every Friday, the first Monday of every month, you will have a new episode of audible interlude, a GI Joe podcast, which is now available in its own separate stream via anchor podcasts. Uh, I was hesitant to use Anchor at first, and I'm not going to get into why now, but it basically came down to how important it was to me for Audible Interlude to be its own entity independent of needless things. Uh, you know, Part of, but separate from, in the same way that Chapter 66, uh, that Chad and Beth and Ryan had to take that off in its own way for it to grow and for it to not be under this uh, needless things cap uh, because it, it, it's just, there's a lot of business stuff involved there. I'm sure you can figure it out. You're all smart people or you wouldn't be listening to this show. Uh, but, but I want these shows to be as separate as possible, but also as financially feasible as possible. And I'm not paying uh, twice what I'm paying for needless things to be hosted uh, to, to add audible interlude on once a month, which is what, my current host wanted uh so there you go that that's that's all the news i hope you wrote it down because i don't even remember what it all is at this point other news non needless things news and i'm going to run through this pretty quick now uh why i quit wwe you will hear during this week's episode which is by the way a wonderful conversation with my good friend my brother from another mother mike gordon returning to the show just to talk about everything to talk about the last year to talk about what's going on now with things opening up talk about conventions talk about ear hair all kinds of crazy stuff it's an awesome conversation i had a blast talking to mike it was exactly what i needed for this sort of reset period uh so during that we talk about wrestling a little bit and uh, i discuss some of my frustrations well we share some of our frustrations with the current wwe product and since that conversation, I've come to the conclusion that Raw and SmackDown, uh, I'm taking a little break. We're on a break. I'm going to continue watching AEW, NXT, and Dynamite. Uh, but I canceled my Peacock subscription uh, because, quite frankly, Backlash was just dull, boring. Uh, I fell asleep twice and ultimately had to go back and rewatch the boring matches that I fell asleep during. Uh, it wasn't all boring, but it just... I'm at a point where Raw and SmackDown are not worth my time. I have other things to do with that five hours a week. Uh, and I do not want to cut back on the other wrestling shows that I mentioned because they are still very entertaining to me and I find them worthwhile and quality uh, time investments. Uh, Raw and SmackDown, unfortunately, have fallen out of that category. And this happened maybe about 10 years ago. Uh, where I just stopped watching for a while, and it was great. So I'm, I am for the time being, done with the uh, sort of main programs, I guess, of WWE. Uh, and, and Peacock has a lot to do with it, too, but we talk about that on the show, so I'll leave that for later. Uh, all right, next up, Marvel Legends Infinity Saga. Those figures are finally sort of coming, uh, seeing the light of day. We got Fat War Thor, uh, in, in-game Thanos, and... Uh, Tony Stark or Iron Man, an Iron Man Mark III, which, by the way, uh, Thor looks great, and it was the point was made that if he had come out back when the movie came out, he wouldn't have been accurate. Uh, 
and now he is accurate. Uh, same goes for Thanos and Iron Man from the end of Endgame. They look, I think, incredible. Uh, the deco on those figures is awesome. They come with a lot of good accessories. I would have preferred, though, to be honest, an Iron Man with all of those modular pieces of that suit over another Thanos, but at the same time, that Thanos is damaged. He looks all gnarly and messed up. Like, ah, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I don't necessarily need this, but it looks really cool, so I'm probably going to get it. I am going to get it. Uh, Iron Man Mark III, which falls in the category of not going to get it because it's not one of my favorite suits of armor. And the only big difference between this one and the one I've got is the faceplate is up on, on the head. So you get a Tony Stark portrait. But I've already got a couple of Tony Stark portraits, so I'm good to go. Uh, Happy and Mark 21, which is the Midas suit. I'm excited about this. People were mad that it's the Midas suit because it's just all gold. But look, this is a figure of Jon Favreau who is basically the father of so many incredible pop culture things right now, uh, I am buying two. I am going to keep one in the box as sort of a tribute to Favreau's awesomeness. I wish it was just a happy figure. Um, but I'm keeping one in the box, and I'm going to open one up. Because that's... I, I, Favreau, man, that guy is just incredible. Uh, and then finally, Captain Marvel uh, for, and, and Rescue from Endgame. Uh, both, well, Captain Marvel looks awesome. I like this version of her suit a lot. I like this haircut a lot. Uh, Rescue, the the portraits don't look anything like Gwyneth Paltrow to me. I, I don't know what happened here, and maybe they'll look better in hand, but, uh, oof, I don't know. But I'm, I'm getting this set anyway, because you just put the helmet on, and it's still an awesome rescue figure. Uh, all right, moving on from Marvel Legends, we've got Super 7 is doing a second run of the first series of TMNT figures, uh, TMNT Ultimates. I highly recommend this line. It's one of my favorite toy lines going right now. Uh, I would say Masters of the Universe Origins is my favorite toy line at the moment because its affordability, the relative ease with which I have found most of it, and we'll talk more about that Saturday night, uh, and just that they're fantastic toys, uh, but the, I, I guess the, the Super 7 Turtles Ultimates are my favorite collector's line right now because they, they have, they haven't nailed every one and you can go look at the Needless Things YouTube channel. I re I've reviewed every figure that has come out so far. Uh, and there are some, some issues that I've recognized that have not yet been addressed in the way that Super 7 addressed the issues with the Thundercats Ultimates. Uh, and I don't know that they will. But this is still an incredible toy line. Uh, if you're a Ninja Turtles fan, especially if you were collecting the original figures, I, I think you got to have this, and you're going to be kicking yourself if you don't get it. Uh, all right. The Masterverse, Masters of the Universe Revelations first wave. We are going to talk about this Saturday night. Since it's a, a Masters of the Universe-themed Twitch stream, we will be discussing those Saturday. Uh, oh, I have to make a correction on Boglins. Our friend Tim Clark uh, and his new line of Boglins toys, which are available lots of places now, and you better get them because, again, you're going to be kicking yourself if you miss out on these. Get at least one, uh, for, for goodness sake. Uh, I, I made a mistake in my review of the three Boglins that came out. I thought on the back of the box there, there are a few Boglins on the bottom right. I thought they were going to be the smaller size Boglins. They are not. They are the second wave of Three-Horned Kings. 
So, but it's, if you look at the art, they look similar to the way the small boglins were illustrated. And when you're doing a live unboxing and you're taking in all that information and, and trying to be timely, it, it's just difficult to get all that out. Uh, and, and to be right about everything. Uh, and I didn't recognize the names off the top of my head, so I just thought they were the smaller Boglins, but they're not. So I've got to correct that from the Needless Things YouTube video. Uh, and in other Boglins news, Walmart canceled my Dark Lords. Uh, Bogabones and Blobkin, the uh, Halloween Boglins that you might remember, the Skeleton and the Jack-O-Lantern, uh, Walmart had them up for order, so I ordered them from Walmart because I thought, you know what, why not? Uh, I... I, it's interesting to me to try pre-orders from different places to see what happens. Uh, and I know I want a set of these, and I know Phantom Jr. wants a set of these. So I, I ordered directly, for, since I backed the Kickstarter, for the first three, uh, I, I had a link to order directly from uh, the Boglins online store early for the Dark Lords. Uh, and then I made an order from Walmart for Phantom Jr., and Walmart canceled them. And we're, like, still four months away from them even coming out. I don't know why they got canceled, but they did. So I, I said, F you, Walmart, and I ordered them from BigBadToyStore.com uh, because they're my favorite online toy store, and they don't disappoint. Uh, all right. Uh, one last thing. I already mentioned Needless Things YouTube. Uh, obviously, I already mentioned the greatest animated series of all time. Please go watch that. Share it. Like it. Do do whatever it is you do if you enjoy the things that we do here at Needless Things. Uh, you know what? I think that's it. I've gone on long enough. That's enough of an intro. We, you guys you guys aren't here to listen to me. You guys want to hear the dulcet tones of the phenomenal Mike Gordon as he discusses the world as it has been, as it is, and as it will be. Joining me tonight, the magnificent, the mystical, the magical, the wise, the kind, the wonderful. Welcome back to the show, Mike Gordon. Howdy! There's no way possible I'm going to ever live up to that introduction as long as I live. I guarantee you. you will, because every single time you come on this show, it's a wonderful experience, which is why it's been far too long. Yeah, it really has. I think this is the first time this year. The, well, the last time we talked was I came over to Earth Station Who. Oh, right. Yes, that was fun. Uh, that was great having you back on there. It, it was fun talking about Doctor Who again. I, I've, I have missed, I mean, I've still, I, I've actually been running through the Tom Baker episodes, but um, good stuff. I've missed talking about Doctor Who, but you know, the fandom drove me off. So <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, Toxic fandom? What? That's right. crazy. It's, that it's never happens. I feel like over the last year, it's gotten worse than it's ever been, too. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you get a bunch of people that had just are stuck at home. Right. <laughs> Nothing to do but you, cry. You'd, you'd think they'd appreciate things more, but no, no, they just had more time <laughs> to bitch and moan about it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to move my little brain guy out of the way. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. what, a, what a distraction. Uh, all right, so I don't know. I've got I've got a couple of little bullet points here of, of of conversation starters, but I don't know what we're gonna end up talking about tonight. I thought we would just uh dive into to to whatever came up, but I'm gonna start 
with something a little weird. You know what? I would expect nothing less. <laughs> so let me tell you that I am utterly disgusted and grossed out by fingernails and toenails. I hate them. I find them repulsive. The fact that these hard chitinous things are growing out of our fingers and toes is extremely disturbing to me. If I could just have them all removed easily, I would. And I would just have like, I guess, Vienna sausages hit the ends of my hands and feet. A little, little, little uh, carrot nubs. <laughs> but, but anyway, so any, any issues that occur with fingernails just bother me. And on my ring finger on my left hand, and you're going to wonder why I'm telling you this probably for the rest of your life. Uh, my ring finger on my left hand, the nail like split Ooh. down. I don't know. And I've never had this happen before. Apparently it is a thing that happens. Um, and it didn't go all the way down to like the skin under the nail, but it just, you could see like there was a split going back to the quick and I'm like, what did, this is terrible. And the first, like when it first happened, it was just at the tip of the nail and I like trimmed it off and tried to keep it from snagging on stuff, but you can't do that because we use our hands every day, Mike Gordon. <laughs> uh, so eventually got to the point where it was never painful, but it got to the point where I was very concerned that like I was going to snag and just rip off half my fingernail, which would be, Ugh. unpleasant uh so i got online i used the google as one does and i discovered a i don't know that it's a remedy but it's a it's something to keep it from getting worse while the nail grows out and hopefully the split like as the nail grows hopefully the split goes away uh i currently have I don't know if I've got my high def camera. I don't know if you can see that or not. That's my, that's, that's my ring finger. Uh, you can't really see it. I currently have a tea bag fingernail polished onto my fingernail <laughs> because the remedy for fingernail splits. And this, this is important information for our listeners. I think in the event that their fingernails split and they don't know what to do. <laughs> so the procedure here, is you get some clear fingernail polish, get yourself a tea bag, cut the top off the tea bag, get rid of the tea. You don't need the tea unless you'd like to have some tea, and that's fine. Why not? You know what? Don't <laughs> don't put the tea to waste. But don't put the tea on your fingernail either. Throw it in the trash. Uh, and you cut out a fingernail-sized piece of tea bag. You put a layer of clear fingernail polish on the fingernail, lay the tea bag piece on top of that, let that dry. Put another coat of fingernail polish on and then another coat of fingernail polish on. And you've got this. And, and the weird thing is, though, you can't see the tea bag. It disappears. <laughs> like Magic. you, if you got really up close to my fingernail, you'd be like, there's something weird about that fingernail. But it's clear. The tea bag, like you certainly wouldn't look at this fingernail and think there's a tea bag under two layers of nail polish on that fingernail. If you're going to use nails polish, though, dude, like, go all out, man. Don't make it clear. You know, get the glittery stuff, man. man. I've still, I've still got to go to my day job. I don't need, 
I don't want to talk to those people about my fingernails. If, it, uh, if this know, happened if, around Dragon Con, I'd, I'd do it up. You'd have purple glitter all over the place. That is fun. useful information. I have not ever done that. I Not that I recall, but uh, I can tell you that the weirdest thing is about getting older. It seems like while a lot of things are refusing to grow, like my hair and whatnot, <laughs> my, my fingernails are not among them. They have seemed to be like, no, no, we're, we're going to grow and we're oh. going to even grow faster than we were before. Dude, fingernails. I will, I will, I have my ear and, and, and listeners we're, we're getting real here. Uh, <laughs> ear hair. Get real something. I fortunately I don't have the like bushels of hair in my ears that some end up with, at least not yet. I don't have like the army of spiders trying to crawl out of my ear, but I do get the ear hairs from time to time and I tweeze them out. I don't, it's not enough that I feel the need to like shave them with one of those little shaver trimmer deals, but I can't tolerate them and I'm aware of them. So I, I've I've tweezers with me at all times in order to take times. care of this ear hair situation. But what bothers me is I will I will groom my ear canals and wake up the next morning and there will be like an inch and a half long black hair just growing. And where did it come from? <laughs> Overnight. What is this? It's crazy. What well, it's are, like, are it's things kind of like grass? Apart. Like when you mow it, it grows faster. You kind of like like it it's sentient or something i i don't know and you'd think this is what i don't understand about the eyebrow situation is not good either my eyebrows are growing faster every day and they have they must be trimmed we're grown-ups mike (laughs) we trim our eyebrows we do not let them turn into f marie abraham eyebrows no no one Um, got time for that no Uh, well i can't stand it because i see them if I can see eyebrow hairs in my field of vision, right. I lose my mind. I can't tolerate it. I don't know how the old, like the old guys with the giant crazy eyebrows, I don't know how they exist with those things because they have to be able to see them. They, like they the like the eyelashes people put on the, the headlights of their little Volkswagen cars. <laughs> I can't imagine. They just, right. just don't care. Well, anyway. Wow, that, weird that uh, yeah, I did not expect. You're right. None, in many years, <laughs> I would not have seen that coming. As far who as could have known? Many topics. So I've got a little list of 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 topics here. But if, did you have anything like when I said, "Hey, Mike, why don't we just have a conversation?" Was there anything that sort of sprung to mind? You were like, "I have, oh, I have got nothing to promote." So uh, I am not here to shill. That's for sure. Um, well, that's okay. Uh, we can still talk about Tiki Zombie and New Legend Productions, though. If you like to, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, I've gotten, despite the, uh, despite the pandemic and all the time I seem to have on my hands, I have gotten very little done to show for it. So, well, the pandemic has not been good for productivity whatsoever. I don't understand how this happened. Uh, and granted, I've, um, my job is considered essential, so I've been going into work just the same as always. But you know, we haven't been doing anything else. So I have, in theory, had more time to get things done. And I guess launching the Needless Things YouTube channel, that happened last year. And that has, I feel pretty good about making that happen. But I also feel like I really should have been able to get more done. (laughs) 
and and let's be honest you should be up to issue 12 of tiki zombie by now i should i should you know <laughs> this year this year is its 10 year anniversary uh oh, wow since, congratulations yeah, yeah it's a decade of uh since the um first issue came out and i had i had big plans <laughs> for the 10th year anniversary I had big plans <laughs> and uh yeah i um and then another thing that's kind of stalled me too is that every year uh because dragon con was my big show yeah. and i love it more than any other show and it's the show that i i want to have something new to promote and to have there on the table uh without it being there last year and this year it's proven to be like there's no incentive for me to like you know to oh i don't have a deadline i need to get this done by then you know it it threw my creative spectrum off as well because i didn't have you know planning for dragon con kind of centers everything that i do in a way mm -hmm. even though i don't it's not like every my whole year is centered around dragon con i mean it is to an extent but like not everything i do is dragon con centric but having that focus labor day weekend provides sort of an anchor for everything else and not having that last year, one was was devastating for not having my you know that's that's my vacation. I don't go fish, I don't go hunt, I don't go play right. golf. I go to Dragon Con, and not having that was was spiritually devastating. Uh, but also at looking back, you're right. You know, even even though I don't have you know a a, a specific thing that I do at Dragon Con in that way, like a, a comic book launch or something it is a central thing for me and not having that was it, it rippled out to everything else, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it's same with me. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't go so far like you anchors a good word. I wouldn't go as far as to say of like dragon cons, the sun and I'm just revolving around, right, you know? right. but, but I mean, it is, I do business wise. <laughs> It is, it is my Christmas, like for retailers, yeah. you know, like it is, it's the big day It's you have to, so everything has to be centered around the, the schedule for that and any other conventions that happen. Yeah, those are good too. But, um, you know, Dragon Con is always the biggest and best one for me. Well, and that's a great segue to my first topic <laughs> is discussing cons and what's happening, uh, things how do we feel about them? Uh, and I'm sure you guys are discussing this on the ESO Dragon Con report. Yeah, it's been weird. We've it's it's been kind of interesting because we haven't had a lot of news, substantial right. news to report this year. Um, but we've gone ahead and you know produced an episode every month. And what I've taken upon it myself to do is that we are spotlighting spotlighting every episode. Um, I want to marginalize sounds so kind of insulting, but a, a group that usually doesn't get like it's, it's due at, at Dragon, uh, at, you know, and to find out if they're being represented very well at Dragon Con. Uh, you know, uh, February was Black History Month. So we, we, you know, we invited some people from the Dragon Con uh, Black Geeks group. Um, we had some people that uh, uh, I think in last month we had uh, some people from the um, uh, plus size group uh you know we're gonna have some lgbt folks uh we've got some disabled people so you know we we're trying to spotlight those experiences at dragon con because i don't i i want to make sure that they're not forgotten 
and uh, you know, in this time where we're sort of appreciating what shows bring to us, I think um, you know, the, for those groups in particular, um, it, it brings a lot more to them because uh, they don't have as many. A lot of them don't have as many outlets uh, to go to and to experience fandom like Dragon Con as we do. Right. You know. Right. So, so that's what we've been doing on that show. In addition to just having fun and drinking pie and 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 you know and and chatting a while as well. So and 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 talking about the latest news. So, um, but yeah, um, I miss going to conventions, man. I do. I really do. Um, I I knew because even I always considered myself. I've been to some conventions that were run very horribly. Um, Two in particular were like the worst experiences as far as the way they were run. But yet I've always prided myself on never having a bad experience or a bad time because uh, usually the people that I'm with or the hangout, whatever. And it just, you know, when I walk onto a convention floor um, and see the, the dealers, the exhibitors, the fans, the people in costume, uh, the comic book indie creators and, and artists and everything like that, it just feels like home to me. Uh, it really does feel like home. And uh, uh, almost every show that I go to uh, the last day, I always just walk around and just breathe it in because it just, because I know I, I don't know when I'm going to experience it again. And I had no idea last year. That, yeah. Right. <laughs> that what I wasn't was, going to experience. Do you know off the top of your head, what, what the last convention you went to was? Absolutely. This? Yeah, the, yep. The last show I went to, this was like two weeks before the lockdown. Uh, there was a uh, tiki convention in Atlanta called Inuhele. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and so I I had a table there. Um, oh, it was so fun. We had no idea what was coming. Think we were kind of nervous then about what was going to happen. Um, we weren't sure because you know it was right on the bubble of of everything really just closing down and and uh, and all that. So it was really kind of a nice release um, before that, um, and it was just that community especially in atlanta is so full of love and um you know moana spirit like family spirit so i i just uh it was a great you know one to quote unquote end on but it, uh, you know yeah. if you will um but uh yeah i have seen conventions go on uh in in this town without me and uh, that's a very strange experience because on the one hand, I get it. I want to go so bad, but I just, I can't, I'm not there. I'm not there yet. I, uh, the last even close to convention thing I did was the geek garage sale in, it was January or February. I can't remember which. But and, and you know it wasn't a convention. It was it was basically a giant dealer's room with local people. But it was it was great. It was fun. A lot of cool people were there. Everybody was super nice. Like it was it was a similar experience, and it was certainly the last group experience I, I had prior to you know the lockdown, which we never imagined. There's no way we could have imagined this is unprecedented in our history. What, what happened? Yeah. We all thought, uh, oh, a couple of months we'll be back out. We, I mean, remember, think about it. This time last year, we th we thought we were still wondering if Dragon Con might happen. You know, you say we thought about a couple of months, but we didn't know 
we didn't know how long this was going to last. We didn't know if it was going to last two years, two months, two, five. It, I mean, at no this idea. point, at this point last year, I don't think I really believed we'd still be dealing with it now. Mm-hmm. I don't think I believed that. Um, but you know, we've we've come through. Things are well. the The most important thing is the vaccines are out there. And some of us are choosing to get vaccinated. And as such, it appears now, as you said, conventions have been going on. Uh, I have not gone to any because I've not felt like that's the right choice for me and my family. Same here. Uh, but now I'm, I am vaccinated. Uh, my family is, well, Mrs. Troublemaker is vaccinated. Uh, Phantom Jr., very soon will be uh but he's not you know he, he's not an at risk and right. certainly by the time of dragon con he will be uh and that's kind of what i one of the things i want to talk about a little bit is is what do we think and, and again i refer to the listeners to the eso uh con report dragon con report uh because i'm sure you guys have been talking about this but i'm going full steam ahead uh obviously i think that there will be some precautions for dragon con but i'm planning panels we're doing the game show or we're planning the game show uh you know we we're proceeding as though it is going to happen and we are going to be there that is the plan for for the needless things group uh and you know, for myself, I'm comfortable, but I really don't know what to expect. I mean, attendance is certainly going to be down because international, I, I would imagine international guests are, are probably out of the picture because their ability to quarantine is, is going to be a, a, a big issue because yeah, I'm sure they, you know, they take time off already to come here to go to dragon con and then to take the additional time. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know how that's going to shake out, but I mean, I, I guess how I'm looking at it is, is people can protect themselves and I'm past the point where I feel like organizations have the responsibility to look out for people because now the option is there. The vaccine's widely available. Many vaccines are widely available. Uh, so I don't feel like it's up to Dragon Con to look out for people anymore. Now, obviously, they can still do things uh, like try to space things out as best they can put out require but it's a convention it's going to be crazy people are going to be ignoring that there's there's not going to be six feet between any two people at dragon con um except probably you and eliza dushku but (laughs) (laughs) that's 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 uh that's a legal thing (laughs) um but but i guess what i'm trying to say is that even if I had been comfortable for myself going to conventions, I would have it would have been on my conscience that these conventions shouldn't have been happening in the first place. 
But now I feel like we're in a different place where the public has a responsibility to take care of themselves. And these, these entities, these businesses that need to exist, that need to generate revenue, uh, as long as they do so in a responsible manner, no longer are obligated to say, well, we just can't happen. You know what I mean? Right. Now, where, where are you? And, and if you have a different point of view, that's 100% fine. Where are you on this? Um, I'm very close to that. Um, I'm um, certainly of the opinion that, uh, well, like I said, we've already had uh, in the Atlanta area and close out, closely around here, uh, we've already had about three or four uh, smaller conventions uh, happen. Um, Toylanta was one of them. Um, up in Greenville, they had this SE Comic Con, which I heard had about 10,000 people. Um, you know, Metrotham Con was in uh, Chattanooga, and they had, I don't know, they're, they're, they, they had a few hundred people, maybe a few thousand people. Um, uh, I've noticed that, you know, when I tune in and watch the Braves games at home, they are at 100% capacity. And so you're talking about 38,000 people. Uh, when they show the crowds, they are not wearing masks. <laughs> they are sitting no. all next to each other in crowds. Yeah. Uh, and that's happening now. <laughs> right. Um, right. Uh, this, I mean, we're not even talking about four months from now. Right. Same we're thing talking with, about right now. Right. Same thing with the U U Atlanta United. Uh, they're having uh, games at Mercedes-Benz Stadium with 40,000 people in it. So... So um, Georgia has said, and, and there's precedent for Georgia, like we're putting on shows We're you know, we're letting large groups of people get together. Um, the Atlanta Comic Convention, which happens in August this year, is is a go at uh, the um, World Congress Center. So um, now what things they have to put in place? I don't know. And it's one thing when it's a convention center or it's an arena or a stadium. But it's another thing when you have to coordinate that with five hotels. Right. And and a, you know, and the America's Mart um, and all of that uh, and the city, uh, especially if you're really serious about putting on a parade. Um, so there's all these factors that Dragon Con is going to have to deal with. And of course, you know, it changes on a day to day basis. Yeah. Uh, what what they can and what they can't do. So, um, you know, I've been keeping an eye out and there's not a lot of news that uh, on that front because they can't announce anything yet. Uh, they don't know what's going to happen yet. They don't know what things are, what restrictions are going to be in place and whatnot. What they don't know what each hotel chain is going to do. Um, so so then it comes down to. Uh, they've announced that they are going to do a uh, in-person event and they're going to have virtual programming. So um, I imagine that it will be less virtual programming than last year, but I imagine, so, but they are, they do understand how successful that was. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they, I think that we should have that. I think I'm in favor of having some sort of virtual convention, virtual programming, even if people had to pay for it, I think it would be a good thing. Like, you know, if you paid whatever it is, uh, I think the the membership fee for DragonCon TV right now is ten bucks for the year. Yeah, it's it's a negligible fee. Yeah, if you paid ten bucks and could watch a few panels or the masquerade or the parade and a couple of other things, I mean, if you couldn't go to the show, why not do that? 
right? Well, and if as far as organizing the the digital programming during the live event, look, if a dum dum like me can get on Twitch and live stream the greatest animated series of all time, <laughs> then then anybody at Dragon Con can set up a little camera and broadcast a panel. I mean, there's no reason why select, and I'm not saying, obviously you don't want everything done like that, but there's no reason why select panels can't just be broadcast live sure. as they happen. Sure. That's the world we're in now. But you also want to make sure you have content that oh, is yeah, you want exclusive some exclusivity. to the right Yeah, there, yeah, so. for sure. But I do think, uh, I think it would be a great idea for each track to select, you know, uh, a couple panels a day. Uh, that highlight what the track is about to, to broadcast as part of the programming. I, I think that would be fantastic. As a matter of fact, you really wouldn't even need a couple because what, what are there? How many tracks are there now? 30, There's about 30, 30. Yeah. So right there. <laughs> yeah. That, there's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah, right. You can't even get every, <laughs> you can't even get every track in every day. You can't even get every track in every no. day. So yeah, so you'd I, have to, I, uh, yeah, right. And, and I'm sure, look, Dragon Con's media people uh, and, and the Dragon Con TV folks. So good. They're on top of this. They, they're so good. What, For people whatever, who don't get paid, man. Right. <laughs> well, well, speaking as somebody who doesn't get paid, I can tell you it doesn't affect your, your passion, really, because we're all insane. Right, um, right. But I'll tell you, you know, anything that we're discussing right now, those guys have already thought about and improved on. So I, I do look forward as much as, like I said, 100% right now in my head, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be putting on entertainment. I'm going to be doing things. I'm going to be having a great weekend. Uh, but as much as I'm planning on that, I am excited about the potential for, you know, what they they can provide to people who choose to stay at home and who, who right. aren't ready to get back out yet. And I, I, I do think that's going to be an important part of the dragon con message is that we'd love to see you, but we, we also support anybody who wants to have a long distance relationship with us. <laughs> and, and again, you know, the people that work for dragon con love what they do. They're the best of the best. And whatever message they put out there is going to be the right message. That like they're they're going to handle this like champs, whatever it ends up being. I, think I feel so. like they did that last year. But I, people were talking about, oh, it's it, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on because they're trying to do the best job they can do in the situation in a situation nobody on the planet has ever dealt with before. I know. Um, I think people last year were a little bit hard on them for. Uh, I think what they I did the last timeline. year was incredible. It was. It was uh, amazing because was, they didn't even uh, know when when did we we didn't know for sure that it wasn't happening until what the end of July? Is that um it was probably around then that they had to find that they made they the final finally decision had they, to say they, yeah, because they we had to can't go do it. Yeah, we can't do it. So think about that in just barely over a month but they were preparing prior they to were preparing the whole time yeah but you know on a obviously what i'm doing is a much 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 smaller scale <laughs> but it's it's difficult because we're we're kind of trying to make plans for 
if we end up having to do things virtually, we, we are, we're considering a virtual game show at this point. Like we're, we're trying to take into account that it might not happen, but that we don't want our work to be for nothing. Right. So in the, and they were on this massive scale doing this last year and they pulled it off. They, they pulled think it they, off beautifully. Yeah. I think they, I think they did a remarkable job, especially, like I said, I mean, these are people who don't get paid they're volunteers, but to your point, um, they're passionate about what they do. This yes. is, and that's the one thing I've always loved about Dragon Con is the fact that it really is for the fans by the fans. I mean, sure, there's some, you know, obviously business is business, right? Well, I mean, they, they, but this is not to... a corporate event. This is right, not a, right. uh, this is not a corporate run. Um, this you know, is not promo. Disney, this is not Disney's Dragon Con, right? This is right, exactly. It's not D23 or whatever it's called. Like, they're not like, yeah, they don't have an agenda of pushing the latest and greatest. Um, this is just people who want to hang out and, and and be with each other and share uh, the stuff they love. And, um, I think that came across really well. I mean, you had a lot of folks really, you know, wanting to make sure that it happened because they easily could have just said you know what? We're not going to, we're just going to skip this year. We're not going to do it. Uh, yeah, it can't happen. Right, can't right. do it live. You know, but, but I don't think, I think even if the con had said that the community would have been like, no, no, yeah. we're going to do an unofficial dragon yes. con because we want this so much because it means so much to us. And look, there are options. Um, we can get together digitally. We can get together virtually and, and it happened. Now, is it a, is it a replacement? Not at all. Not, I mean, there's a lot of things that, um, you know, but not only the programming, uh, the creativity uh, and everything that they put together, but I, I really have to thank them too for, at least from my perspective, for putting together a marketplace and allowing the artists and the dealers to have a virtual sort of dealer room, um, uh, online sales. Um, I had more i sold more stuff last year than i did uh the previous year in person that's fantastic um and a large part of that was because now my store was open to the world yeah you didn't have to make the trek to get right. to the table yeah. that hopefully <laughs> you didn't have to we'll wait have, in the line for an hour <laughs> that hopefully will have the thatched tiki roof <laughs> Mike Gordon, every time I see your table and it doesn't it doesn't have that thatched roof on top of it, I'm Something's let missing. down. Yeah, well, you know, you have you have to go topless every once in a while, nope. uh, even at Dragon Con. Um, especially Speaking of going Con. topless, no, I'm just kidding. I got nothing for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, as far as so so that's that's their plan they're gonna do something you know and just it's just two ba so whatever they do now personally um everything is rolled over so i am a guest i am listed as a guest to, at dragon con this year um i'm on the website and everything like that i will have a table in artist alley uh come in the comic book artist alley um and um there will be a community there uh so and i even have my hotel room at the Westin yeah. that I had uh, secured last year. So now, now let I me have ask got... you, I, I have heard that some of the hotels have said that they're not going to roll over legacy people if they don't come this year. 
Preston doesn't have legacy, so I don't know anything about. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, you're you're part of the ESO Dragon Con report. I think I am. I am. I am. Uh, and and I I don't I I don't know that I we have looked. It's been a while since we looked into hotel information. Well, I'll put it on the next episode. So right, I right, well take your little pen and write that down on the right, docket. Right. I, okay. Let me... <laughs> We're recording our next episode in two days, by the way. So, well, uh, if it's not on the next one, forgive me. But then um... you've got to know you've got two days to look into it. <laughs> I'm uh you know I'm a Hilton guy and and I am I have been doing the legacy thing, uh. But but like I said, I'm I am there in my head right now. As far as I'm concerned, in less than less than four months, uh, I will <laughs> yeah. be back there. So I'm I'm not super concerned. Although I will say that if anything ever happened with the Hilton, I would be more than happy to stay at the uh, the Hotel Blue or what I can't remember what it was called. That place is really nice. The newer hotel that's kind uh, of by the Westin, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember I, what it's called now. Uh, but it's not, it was, not the Aloft, right? No, 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 no. No, no, that's it, that's down the road a bit. It's the it's it's the blue, something like that. <laughs> something. Anyway, the electric blue, like the old sure. Playboy show. Um all right. So that I I I think that's kind of where I wanted to get with with the the con conversation as it were i was preparing uh, for uh the dragon con report this week uh they're recording it and um i just i was like oh dragon con's probably really going to happen this year and then i was like ah oh, crap i'm gonna need to get the book together because <laughs> <laughs> if dragon con returns after a year two years i'm gonna be like and i don't have anything and you I'm don't have anything like, that would be terrible. that's gonna yeah, so now I've got four months to try to get something together. You, so you gotta get it cooking, buddy. Exactly. So, uh, so what time is it? Um, I think I might have to like. We might need to this. wrap this up, huh? <laughs> um, no, just kidding. So that that was the the, the cons are, are, I mean, they've been back. They never went away. They were they've been happening this whole time. But for those of us who are, as I like to put it, being responsible uh i i think it, it's time to get back in the swing and and start living again psychologically it's taken me a little bit i mean i've been vaccinated uh for about three four weeks now um and last week a friend came by to drop off a, a dvd uh and that was the first time because we had both been vaccinated uh two weeks had passed or whatever yeah uh, and it was the first time that i'd been that i talked to someone less than six feet away without masks outside uh but it was the first time i'd done that outside of my own house in over a year oh wow uh i went to i forced myself because i had kind of misgiving because psychologically i'm still trying to get over this uh my anxiety and everything like that is has sort of made me you know kind of you know, has brought out the introvert in me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, so because I, you know, I've spent a year or so not like not going out, not doing anything, not, you know, traveling only when necessary, you know, quick in and outs of places, you know, um, and uh, because 
part of me, yes, I don't want to get sick and I, I don't want to get COVID because I have health issues myself and I don't want to get those complicated. But the other thing is too, and what more importantly to me is I don't want to give it to anybody else. Well, that, and see, that was my biggest concern throughout the entire thing. Uh, Cause I'm, I'm as much as I joke about getting older and my body breaking down, like I'm, I'm pretty hale and hearty. Like I'm, I'm, I haven't had health issues, certainly not to the degree that, that you have, uh, you know, I wasn't really worried about my personal health and, and, and really even my family as much, but I don't, the idea that I might go somewhere and pick this thing up and give it to somebody who might give it to their grandmother yeah. was, was mortifying, horrifying Absolutely. to me that yeah. that was really, you know, obviously I didn't want to bring it home to my family, but I guess it's, it's really where my social responsibility kicked in. And it's, it's not, uh, that's not a huge part of my being, but with this, I really, really felt this. I really felt that it was important. I, you know, both my parents over 75. Mine too. And we, we didn't go visit them last year because we were, there's no way you drive from Atlanta to Wilmington, North Carolina without stopping. Right. And the thought of going to visit them. And then two weeks later, they end up with this thing. I, I, I couldn't live with that. No. And, you know, it, I felt this, the, you know, similarly about the idea of giving it to somebody I didn't even know. Right. I yeah. felt like we all needed to be as responsible. You know, it's it, it wasn't about being paranoid. It wasn't about being scared. It was about everybody being as safe and responsible as they could possibly be. Um, and I, I felt that big time and 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 have had a big in in witnessing in in having my own personal feelings about this and in witnessing others actions in this i i've had quite a change in my worldview i guess you could say yeah that's been pretty crazy um and, and yeah so and it's still a concern i mean even though i'm vaccinated i know that there's still a chance i well, can get and, it and, and spread it um, yeah. um but to your point um you know if other people are not going to protect themselves then i don't know that and then there's an option to do so I don't know that I really need to bear the brunt of that no. guilt um, anymore. So, uh, so uh, this weekend, I I sort of you know I really wanted to, and then I was trying to talk myself out of it, and I and I went to see you know our good friends Ricky and Bambi, Possum King and Ramblers. They performed yes, outside yes. in a parking lot, and I went because I was like, let's do this. Uh, it's live music. It's good friends. I haven't seen in over a year and it's outdoors. Um, it's outdoors. Um, you know, and, uh, so I got there and it was, you know, we weren't, nobody was wearing masks and I, I you know, I got there with my mask and I was like, I took it off and I was like, this is weird. Uh, it's weird <laughs> how things like, it doesn't take long for things to become like habit forming. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, or, you know, or in your head, uh, you know, to get in your head. And so at least for me, it doesn't. And, uh, 
um so that was weird you know shopping at the comic store and then going out with them afterwards we went to a restaurant first time i'd been inside a restaurant and eaten was uh, was it taco bell it was taco bell of course, of course it, was it was taco, taco bell, bell. <laughs> ricky and bambi we're talking about um uh, uh but it was the first time i'd done that in over a year um i still and- yeah i still haven't been in a restaurant yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it was one of those things where it's like, I, you know, let's, you know, let's do it. Well, yeah, and, why not? Well, that is, and yeah. it's not, it's not that I have made a choice not to be in a restaurant. It's just that I haven't as right. yet. Like, if I had been at that, I would have gone to Taco Bell. Like, it, sure. it's just that I haven't had the opportunity to do it. So, um, and you know what? Uh, you know, throughout the the concert, throughout the uh, um, uh, dinner afterwards and you know i i forgot i forgot about the oh how wild is that and every once in a while my brain kicked in and went this is weird isn't it and then my other part of my brain was like no no this is normal this is normal yeah and so i had to check myself every so often but um you know i came home from that and i was like man i think i think life is resumed i think like i think we're getting there and i think you know, uh, I think, I think I'm ready, uh, or at least getting there, uh, to a point where, um, you know, I think it's not going to be, I'm not going to stress out about it as much. I hope. Well, and it's, it's because the burden of social responsibility has been lifted for me. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's my feeling about it. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a thing where, you know, I mean, obviously, <laughs> everybody's got their own threshold some of them at zero and <laughs> yeah well and and for anybody again you know as we were saying with how dragon con addresses this for anybody who still isn't comfortable that's fine it's it's all about your personal feelings of what you can deal with what you can manage what you're comfortable immersing yourself in uh they're going to be all kinds of different levels uh, of of that so if you're not ready yet then you're not ready yet you yeah. know i'm not saying everybody should should run out to whitewater right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and jump in the wave pool but we are at the point where i think if your personal choice is to resume your life then you're absolved of of that responsibility that we have had for the past year plus Because the option at this point is available to everyone to protect themselves. Yes, absolutely. Let's let's move on to something a little lighter. (laughs) So this is apocalyptic. Right. right, Yeah. Let's move move away from the doom plague. (laughs) Have you seen, because this is needless things. We got to talk about toys a little bit. Sure. And you're not dis- and, and, and I see behind you you quite a tiki collection. Not a lot of toys back there, but that's okay. There's some toys, but yeah. I know you, I know you've right. got I know from many. time to time you'll pick up a toy. Have you seen these new Marvel retro figures? The 3.75 inch, the little figures, five points of articulation. Have you seen no, these things? I don't know. I don't know what these oh, are. Oh man, I feel like you'd love them. Uh-oh. Don't do that. Uh so when these were first, and, and if you if you have the Google handy, um, 
if you Google Marvel Legends Retro, mm-hmm. uh, they might pop up in front of you. And and there's this is another place where Hasbro has kind of fudged it a little bit because Marvel Legends Retro is two different things. It's <laughs> the six inch figures on the packaging of like the Toy Biz '90s figures, but it's also these little three point seven five inch figures that the intention of these is what if Kenner had made Marvel comics figures back in the day? I see. Uh, and when these were first announced, I'm, I'm man enough to admit that I poo pooed them, (laughs) that I didn't understand who they were for. Uh, but now they're showing up at target and Walmart and phantom junior, who is not, really the intended audience for these i don't think is he loves them because they're 10 bucks a pop interesting they come on these card backs with classic art and here here is what we were talking about it earlier because i'll tell you right now phantom jr is developing into quite a little intellectual he ran i don't know if you have you and 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 don't don't feel bad saying no have you checked out the greatest animated series of all time at all? I have not got a chance to see that yet. If if you get the opportunity, I'm really behind on all that stuff. If and that's that's fine. If you get the opportunity to check it out on YouTube, you know, you don't have to watch the whole three hour thing, but just you know, pop in for a little bit. But he ran production on it. Oh wow. Uh he sat here and while we all drank our adult beverages and did our silly thing. He was switching between camera angles. He was posting comments. Like he ran the production for the whole thing. Well, you know, that's a good thing about having like, you know, the next generation down there. Cause it's like, it's like my nephew, you know, it's like, I like, you know, you were talking earlier about like, I don't know anything about TikTok. I, I, I couldn't even figure out in Dragon Con how to work the discord. You know, I was like, I don't well, want I was, understand. I, I was talking about <laughs> Twitch and not TikTok, but that's okay. <laughs> So, uh, I, yeah, but I'm just saying like, there's all this new stuff that I'm Oh like, yeah, I dude, I don't even know what discord is. I've had two people in the last <laughs> couple of weeks tell me like, oh, well you can find this, the discord. I don't have no idea what this is. I'm just learning Twitch now because I'm finding it can be a lot of fun and beneficial, but like the now discord is a thing I've got to learn. Have you seen these little figures yet? Have you Googled them yet? I'm Googling. I just Googled them and I'm looking at, I believe this is the package. You know, uh, you know what I could have done is send you a link. You could have. That's all right. Um, I, you know what? I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a grown man. I know how to use Google. So, um, <laughs> uh, but thank you for the assist. Um, not, um, I, uh, no, I'm looking at these 3.75, uh, Marvel legends retro. Uh, there's some packaging. Uh, I'm seeing a black Panther an Iron Man, a Spider-Man an electro. And here's the key. Is there the classic looks for the characters and not some like, yes, modern thing that I'm not even familiar with. Like these are looks that I think any generation of fan is familiar with. Yeah, it looks like there's two Black Panthers. Well, they did. There's a Hasbro Pulse exclusive that has like a metallic sheen, and he comes in a two pack with Iron Man. Yeah, that's what. I'm and then, at. and then there's the standard release. But the gotcha. fact that he's the classic Black Panther with the blue 
striped gloves and boots. Yep, like, yep, yep. When these were first announced, I was like, ah, what? I don't understand these. They're not because my thinking was, why not do? Why not update Secret Wars? Like make them look like that. Mm. I don't know what these are for, but the what they're for is a ten dollar price point that tickles your nostalgia. They're like they're like the the retro action figure line that never was. These these are what if there had been a Marvel line concurrent with the original Star Wars line, this is what it would have been. And they're plentiful. You can walk into a Target or a Walmart right now and buy them. They're wow. not hard to find. They're 10 bucks, which is the magic price point now, because if you're collecting Marvel Legends or Star Wars Black Series or G.I. Joe Classified, those are all $20 figures. These 10 bucks is pocket change now. You know, with inflation, that's a very low price point for an action figure. And between the classic looking card art and the look of the figures, they're all this like uniform look and style they hasbro has created this really magically appealing line and that's why i wanted to bring it up to get your eyes on it as somebody who has been invested in these characters for so long and who is uh i, I would think of you as a pop culture guru <laughs> to to sort of get your take on these guys these are great um i uh you know i'm looking at the uh, the Spider-Man and the Electro ones, because those are really my Marvel guy. Like that's, I'm yeah, I'm not huge Marvel head, uh, but I am a big Spider-Man fan. Um, and it's interesting to me that they chose Electro. Uh, but I mean, it's the classic Electro. This is like from you know the the '90s series, a kind of. Um, uh, but um, yeah, they look great. The Spider-Man looks great. I mean, obviously, it's only one, two, three, four, yeah, five points of articulation. Um, the and the, you're right, the price point is right there too. Um, so I, I, I might, I might have a hard time saying no to these. Right. Uh, the, these are the kind of thing that you're walking down the aisle and you see them just sitting there, and you're like, oh, those are kind of neat. Oh, they're only ten bucks. Right. Right. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, damn you. Um, I, might, uh, I might have to like check some of these out because they look pretty good. There's a like a nice two pack of uh, looks like Spider-Man and Electro. That's really, really neat um, in a box or something. Looks like a comic cover. Yeah, they um, did a few Hasbro Pulse exclusive two packs yeah. um, that are pretty neat and then like i said the rest of them are all just these simple basic blister carded and by the way uh for the listeners who are familiar with sort of the retro figure lines that are out right now the cards on these are very thick they don't get messed up like the star wars cards do yeah. like the wwf uh or excuse me wwe retro figures they were basically tissue paper these are sturdy cards that are going to survive being on pegs at retail. So if you're into, and I, I told Phantom Jr. earlier, because I'm I'm not collecting these, but the benefit of having a son who is into toy collecting sure. is that if there's something that I wish I was collecting, 
that he wants that I get the thrill of buying it for him, <laughs> but I'm not collecting it. So I told him earlier, I was like, if I didn't already have so much stuff, I would love to have a wall of these mint on card. Yeah. The thing about, that's the thing about the retro um, sort of the, what the reaction line, right? That, that yeah, has been so yeah, popular. Yeah. It's like, they're great looking like little figures that minimalistic, uh, but yet uh, they're, they're pretty well done. The packaging is so gorgeous on a lot of them that you don't want to just like, I mean, I don't mind taking my figures out of the boxes. I've never minded that so much, but with these, you're kind of like, I don't want to, cause it looks so, it looks, looks like art, you know, like looks like something I want to show. And that's exactly the thing with those those Super Seven reaction figures. And I mean, you you've been to the Phantom Zone. You know, I open all of my toys. <laughs> Absolutely. But I have walls of those reaction figures still on the card in protectors, no less, hmm. because they're so good at hiring these artists like Jason Edmiston and and all like these guys who create this gorgeous card art where you're not just buying this figure, you're buying a little, like you said, a little piece of art that the figure is part of. So I, yeah. And then, and Hasbro to their credit has figured that out figured no pun intended <laughs> open oh, intend the pun always intend the pun in their in their own little way hasbro is aping that formula with this marvel retro series and releasing very good little figures but very good little figures that when they are presented with their cards are these little sort of snippets of time i guess snippets of nostalgia and they work very well. I think I've, I've, like I said, I, I kind of poo pooed them originally, but now that I've seen them in person, uh, I, I get it. And I think they're really cool. Yeah. I'm right now. Um, I mean, I haven't gone into a target in a while. Um, but, um, I, you know, it would be hard pressed if when it, when I, you know, if I went into a target, not to see if, because I know they've been showing up on select targets. Um, I'm not sure about anywhere else, but the Defenders of the Earth, Flash Gordon. Figures, oh, yeah, dude, those um, NECA ones. And the yeah, the Flash Gordon and Ming, man, they look so good. And I'm kind of like, do I want to invest in those? But because um, I did get um, the uh, the Hero Hacks, Flash Gordon and Lunchbox figure and Lunchbox that they put out, what? last year yeah the boss yeah. fight studios uh, was yeah, it yeah, yeah. last year or was it oh yeah it was right before christmas i think it was when it finally hit right right i think so yeah somewhere in the last few months yeah so um so i did get that um but i don't you know i don't have any uh, hardly any ming figures and, and um, that ming that ming I is still just haven't, it's awesome i still haven't seen it in person i got the flash gordon and for the listeners, you can check out my review on the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, and I had no intention of buying these figures because Defenders, like, I love the movie Flash Gordon. Um, and and despite being, for, a, for many years, being a character called Phantom Troublemaker, whose signature color was purple, I don't <laughs> actually have a particular attachment to the Phantom. Uh and Defenders of the Earth came 
just a little after my time of being super invested into the cartoons of the era. Um, but when I saw that Flash Gordon in person, I had to have it. It looked so good. And now I still haven't found Phantom or Ming mm. in stores. Now you can order them from like Big Bad, Big Bad Toy Story Entertainment Earth. But I, you know, I want to find them. I still like the thrill of the hunt. Yeah, well, that and I don't know. Are they cheaper if you go in Target? Yeah, they're cheaper in Target too. Because like, yeah, most of the time I've seen them like online, they're like 30, 35 bucks. And that's well, they're 30 bucks in Target. Gotcha. So or uh, 30 bucks in Target or Walmart. Uh Big Bad, you can get the set. I want to say for 90, but you've got to pay shipping. But here's the great thing about BigBadToyStore.com is they have four dollar flat rate shipping. Yeah, I've ordered from them before. But so. theirs are still pre-order. They don't actually have them in stock yet. So it's it's a little bit of a wait. But anyway, that Flash Gordon is so awesome. And for for something that I had never intended to buy, as soon as I see Phantom and Mang, I'm, I'm going to get them. And, and uh, what's it? Lothar, I think, is another one. And then they've already showed Mandrake and... Um... Yeah, there's uh, one other one. It's, um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank too. Yeah, I am too. Uh, but anyway, the NECA Defenders of the Earth look like, I, I would go so far as to say they're a step above NECA's usual releases. Huh. And NECA's okay. usual releases are pretty darn good unless you're talking about <laughs> their, their durability. Uh, all right, so we've got a little toy talk in. I feel good about that. I've exposed you to a brand that next time you're in Target and you see one of those little Spider-Man figures, you're probably going to have to buy it. I'm probably going to have to buy it. Probably in Electro it. too, because you can't just buy a hero. You need a well, yeah, you've got to get him and Electro. And then once you see the Iceman, <laughs> which is translucent blue plastic, he looks awesome. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. It sure is. Uh, like, I know I'll be like, Sinister Six. So I've got a, I've got a number of other things in here. But we're we, we've taken up a good amount of time. We're doing all right. We're on a roll. We got to talk about wrestling a little bit, Mike Gordon. Okay. Because what the listeners may not realize, but that you and I are very aware of, is the fact that we are currently not watching WWE Backlash, or excuse me, WrestleMania, WrestleMania Backlash, <laughs> which they have to call because putting WrestleMania in front of something just makes it more exciting and important. Uh, so let's, let's talk a little bit about the state of wrestling. Uh, and I will, once we're done recording, uh, and once backlash is done, I will watch backlash, but as far as WWE goes, the move to Peacock has been in my opinion, a disaster. Hmm. I didn't realize how much the WWE network played into my fandom of WWE. Wow. Uh, but the loss of it and all of the content on it, because here I, I had been uh, really at the beginning of the pandemic, I went back and I started re or not rewatching because I never wa I I didn't start watching Raw until late '97. 
Uh, I was not like when I was a kid, I watched the Saturday night, like WWF stuff. But during the nineties, I was a WCW guy. So I went back and started watching Raws from like 95 on. And I was watching those Raws. And then once Nitro started, I was watching Nitro and Raw. So I was going back and watching those. Those are not on Peacock. Oh, wow. Uh, I haven't done a deep dive on Peacock. I mean, I've noticed there's no deep dive to be done. I'm here to tell you right now, there is no deep dive. Peacock's interface is horrible. The ability to search is horrible. Um, I did not realize how spoiled I was by the WWE network until I didn't have it anymore. And Peacock's awful interface, lack of content, and just general not being WWE centric uh, has, has really had an effect on how much I care about WWE in general, which is a weird thing to say, but it's, it's, it's a fact. Uh, and it doesn't help that the, the current WWE product is with a few shining exceptions is no great shakes either. Yeah, that I mean, you're you're not wrong in any of that. Um, I have not, uh, like I said, done a deep dive into Peacock and what's on there. But to be honest, I wasn't using the WWE Network as much as say you you were uh, that you just described. Okay, um, I would go there occasionally, um, but I was not really using it for its full potential. Um, I did like watching, you know, Stone Cold Show on there, and yeah. Uh, his interviews and all of that. So, um, so I didn't know, um, you know, I knew that, uh, look, I mean, it's only been on Peacock for less than two months. I am sure that content, a lot of it's coming. Um, but I don't know that for sure. The only thing that I'm, uh, the only thing that irks me is the fact that now when a pay-per-view starts, I can't watch it from the beginning while it's happening. Well, and that was, that's like that's my, so annoying that was <laughs> my point in saying once we're done i guess i'll watch it because yeah on the network if I start watching it now i yeah on the right, network it's, I, it's it, it would allow you that option to watch from beginning now you have to wait if if until you don't over. start watching from the beginning you have to wait yep. until it's over and and watch it then which is preposterous right well i mean yeah to watch it from the beginning you have to do that Right, but if you could just want to join it in, what, right? What right. year is this? 2016. <laughs> I know. I know. Look, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> so, so that. But you're right. It, like I said, it annoys me too. So I'm like, oh, so now I have to make sure that if a, a pay per view is on, I have to watch it right from the beginning. Right. Um, and which we have uh, not yeah. had to do in years. Yeah, I can't even. Right. You're right. Exactly. So, so that in and of itself. Um, uh has 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 been annoying and i agree with you about uh the product now when you say the product um i'm 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 referring to or when i say the product i'm referring to raw and smackdown um as as the wwe products um that that i'm that it's really just kind of more miss than hit 
Um, I still like a lot of the people and personalities involved. Yes. Yes. But um, but the storylines and a lot of the other ways that they do things, I'm I haven't been happy with. But but after WrestleMania, I go through a period where I kind of get burnt out anyway, because, you know, you watch so much between between uh, uh, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania that after that, you're kind of like, whew, I need a little bit of a break. And wrestling doesn't take a break. Um, See, not I'm, I'm... inherently. I'm the opposite of that. I well, WrestleMania used to be sort of the season finale, and then you would have backlash to tie up any loose ends, and then things almost reset. But now they don't seem to look at it that way anymore. But I always felt sort of reinvigorated after WrestleMania. Well, especially since the Raws and the Smackdowns are like the season premieres, right? Like they would bring back, they like, you know, they would hold off and introduce people right on those after shows, Mania. right? Right, yes. exactly. So yeah, it would it would energize you a little bit more. And sometimes the landscape had changed enough so it was interesting. But they're not doing that now. Uh, no. at least not to the extent that it's that interesting. Um and uh yeah, so I find like, you know, with the event tonight, I'm not I don't think anything's going to happen of note. No. Uh, so no. I'm kind of just like, yeah, you know, do you want to do something else? That's fine. Um, I'll watch it later <laughs> when it's on in the background. Um, like I do with Raw and SmackDown. You, ca- you care so little about Backlash. You were willing to record a Needless Things podcast. That's where I'm willing to, is. I am willing to do Needless <laughs> Things rather than watch that pay-per-view. Yes, yes, exactly. That's, that's, that's well said. how far uh, you've fallen, Vince McMahon. <laughs> Because you're probably listening to this marketing fail. Um, um, but on the other hand, uh, everything that I have in terms of wrestling, the the, the it, every itch that I have about wrestling is scratched with NXT. I love NXT so so much. Um, if I could only watch one hour one one wrestling show a week. Um, that's what it would be if I could only watch one wrestling show for the rest of the year. That's what it would be. Um, I just, I just love it so much. I love the way they do things. I love the personalities. I love the, the, the on-air team, the commentary team. I just think, man, they're just the best. Um, and uh, my favorite wrestlers are there doing my doing bonker things. It's just, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And um uh, so as far as the WWE brand goes, you know, uh, in terms of Raw and SmackDown, fail on both parts. But in terms of NXT, man, I, I just can't get enough of that. And it, and it satisfies me. I mean, I've tried dipping my toe in the other things, AEW, ROH, um, Impact. Uh, um, and uh, and I just I just I'm not as, I'm not satisfied with any of those. And uh um, you know, and I, I don't have, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't have time for, uh, oh, there's, there's too much damn. Wrestling. I don't have time for 15 hours wrestling week. Um, uh, and I kind of feel still, and this is my bad. I kind of feel still like I want to know what's going on with Ron Smackdown. Yeah. I can't I just like, I, I can't just like ditch him. Um, but yeah. Um, but we can take a, we can take a break for a little while. Well, here's here's where I'm at. Um, I am hugely invested right now in 
AEW and in Impact. I find them, and and this was not right off the bat. AEW yeah. took me a yeah, couple I know. of. When they started. You you were kind of. Oh, I didn't warm on him when it started. <laughs> I was not impressed, and I didn't go back to it until probably about this time last year. Uh, I'm trying to think when I. I went back and started giving it a chance again. It might not have even been this time last year. It might have been August or September. Hmm. I'm trying to think who it was that showed up. I know when Miro showed up, I was already watching. Right. Uh, but anyway, AEW 100% has its hooks in me now. I think it's the most entertaining wrestling that's on now it's not all it's not all good but it's all entertaining <laughs> i think nxt is the best wrestling show on television but i'm more excited to watch aew every week my uh my 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 main attraction right now with wrestling um like i said the entire nxt roster but um, my main attraction right now for wrestling is women's wrestling. Yes. And, and Dude, yes, Zoe, I, Zoe Stark <laughs> is a phenomenon. That, that division is incredible. Um, uh, you know, um, the. Um, you so, know, Thunder Rosa's in AEW, right? I know. I, dude, I watched that match with her and Britt Baker, and that's one of the best matches I've seen. That was incredible. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what other thing is going to have to happen this year in order for that not to be the match of the year. Right, I agree. I agree. Um, and, and although I will say this, I will say this: Darby Allen versus Miro from last week is a contender. The. Uh, the and you know look i like watching i'm not gonna lie i like watching women i find them attractive um but really I, there's something about the women's wrestling it's almost like it it's new for them they don't want to miss their their chance to make history they're hungry they're hungry thank you that's yes. why yes and that's a difference between nxt and the main roster the main roster i'm not saying they're sitting around getting fat but they're sitting around getting fat they don't care like I, they want to put on good matches, but they're not, they're not hungry. Right. They're not willing to do anything to get a spot. You know, Shotzi Blackheart will do freaking anything. She is out of her mind. <laughs> and she's not, look, she's, I, and I love Shotzi. She's one of my favorites. She's not the best talker. She's no. certainly not the best in-ring worker. Nope. But man, her passion and her energy come through in everything she does yes it's and, so infectious and you know two three years from now she's gonna be one of the best in the business absolutely and that's My i think that's what i love about nxt is you like think about think about watching raquel gonzalez over the past couple of years oh man and such her, a her journey such a journey um and and that's what's so exciting is that NXT lets you really invest in these characters yep. and you get to see a payoff. Whereas in the main roster, 
nobody's worth investing in because you never know when they're going to disappear when when the powers that be are going to lose interest when they're going to take i look i know how you feel about bobby lashley but the hurt business mvp bobby lashley cedric alexander shelton benjamin one of my favorite one of my top five things in entertainment not in wrestling in entertainment last year and wwe just broke them up for no reason no payoff no 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 story to the split no nothing broke up what i considered to be the best faction of the past decade for no reason at all. And that's what the WWE main roster is, is don't bother caring about anything because you never know when it's just going to disappear with no reason at all. Plus they even like dampen the things that you should be super excited about. I mean, Oscar versus Rhea Ripley to me, two years ago was a dream match. Yes. Um, it happened at WrestleMania and I could have cared less. No, um, yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. Well, that's <laughs> dude. We're at the point now where you know, year a few years ago, it was exciting when when your NXT favorite got called up to the main roster. Now, now it's I, like ready. No. Yeah. I don't want any of them. I no. I'm I I would never want Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano. No, I never want any of no. them to get called up because yeah. I want them to keep being relevant and keep having good matches. Andrade, Ricochet, Alistair Black, Keith Lee. I love those guys three yes. years ago. They were the best of the best three years ago. And you know what? I know that they didn't do anything wrong. No, it's I know not that the they still have fault. the capability of being amazing. Dude, but- Andrade, what to to me, he was poised to be the next great Latino superstar. Absolutely. He was going to be the next Eddie. Yeah. And they just dropped the ball. They didn't. And with 57 writers or whatever it is they have on those two shows, they can't. That's the other thing that drives me nuts is, you know, when, when I grew to love, you know, I said I was a WCW guy in the 90s and then I grew to love WWF as time went on. The reason I grew to love WWF is because the mid card meant something. You had guys like Val Venus and Al Snow and, and uh, you know, Molly Holly and hurricane, like all of these great storylines happening in the mid card that the main event were the top names that it didn't matter what they were doing. You wanted to see stone cold and the rock and Mick Foley and all those guys, whatever they were doing, you were going to watch anyway but they understood that the mid card needed these engaging stories from week to week to, to keep you invested. And that's what made the attitude era so great. It, it wasn't the boobs. It wasn't the swearing. It wasn't uh, choppy, choppy, your PP. It was the fact that there were stories for every level of talent. Yep. And, and that's, now they don't do that. They NXT gets it. They NXT, NXT absolutely gets it. Everybody NXT has does, a story. Everybody has a story. There's no such thing as a simple squash match in NXT. No, like, well, you ha- they do you, have, but that's the thing. They do have squash. They do have them, but you, there's, but they're not simply just squash matches. Right. right. There, you, you have the thing. Here's the thing in NXT that I love. Um, 
you will see a squash match, but you know the person that lost six months from now, eight months from now, a year from now, you're going to be watching them rise up. Or you know during that course of that match, they're not just going to get squashed in three minutes. They're they're going to like have some sort of impact. It, you know, it's like, oh, well, I guess he took this person for granted or whatever. And they're going to have a story. Well, you know, you're going to see them. You never um, know. You never know when somebody is going to uh, beat Tony Storm. <laughs> yeah, well, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because that's what was happening is Zoe Stark was going out there and getting jobbed out. And then yep. all of a sudden she beats Tony Storm. Like, and that's what makes NXT special is the people booking that show, <coughs> Hunter, uh, understand and so. how to keep the audience engaged and understand how to keep all of the talent interesting to the audience. And it's not just, I mean, TV is all about characters. TV is all about characters, 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 characters. That's why people tune in the TV shows. Yeah, sometimes the mystery, sometimes the plot of shows are just boring and not entertaining. But as long as you like those characters, you're going to keep tuning in. And that's what the main roster is dropping NXT has. And I will say their in-ring stuff, while it may not be as polished, feels raw feels genuine and nine times out of ten when i watch an nxt match i'm going to see something i'm going to go damn and i'll say damn out loud which <laughs> is not something i hardly ever say when i'm watching the main roster stuff and i hate well, to call them the main roster because in my mind well NXT they're not the main is, roster. no well and that's absolutely and that's that's another big difference is there's this formula to main to raw and smackdown matches uh yes that nxt does not observe nope. uh and and also th to me the best wrestling match isn't one with the most false finishes it isn't the one with the most flippy stuff it isn't the one with with whatever it's the one where I believe two people are competing to get the advantage. Mm -hmm. They're not just doing move after move. They're not going through the motions, right? They're really competing. And I'm not saying that I necessarily believe, although there are times in NXT where I believe they're like, I'll get caught up, <laughs> but the competition in NXT feels real and they don't, uh, it, you know, it depends on the level of the talent. You still do every once in a while have that moment where you see somebody is waiting for a move to happen, but there's a lot less of that in NXT than there is on raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Where it feels like, uh, NXT feels less choreographed in general. But that brings me to why I love AEW and Impact so much is that watching their product, as much as it is not as polished and produced as NXT, watching AEW and Impact, I really get caught up in those matches. I really feel like I can believe in the struggle between the competitors 
impact in particular after watching uh they had an event last night uh for the listeners this was saturday this past saturday night uh called under siege and watching those matches there's something really special in impact where i feel like those wrestlers have more agency in the development of in, in the development and presentation of their characters, which makes sense because obviously even NXT wants to have that certain level of control over their their brand. They yeah. they have action figures and T-shirts to sell. They have yep. it's it's an entirely different entity from what Impact is. Uh but the the level of passion in impact is so different to me because I feel like there's there's investment and ownership on the part of the talent that's not there even in AEW. Although AEW has it to a great degree, sometimes too great a degree, which is part of their it's part of why I love them, but it's also part of their problem. Uh, but. I- I have noticed that over the last month or so, my eyes in my peripheral vision, I keep like looking over at something, some stuff that's happening in impact. And I'm like, Ooh, or, Oh, like every like week or so I'm like, Oh, that looked like, and that, that hasn't been true in a long time. Like well, there was they... times where I was like, I didn't even think they existed really anymore, but over the last month or so, you know, especially thanks to this, this you know arrangement they have with aew i think yes, but also yes. um you know uh just some of the others you know wrestlers they have too the um i even watched you know the introduction i think it was the introduction i watched some clips of uh uh the wrestler formerly known as cass uh yeah you know yeah and i'm like i'm like damn like <laughs> i'm like he's, he's like he's good like he's, he's like there to prove himself and and good and for that's, him. That's kind of what impact is, is you've got, you've got veterans like uh, Eddie Edwards mm. who love the company. You've got guys like Johnny Swinger who are there just to have fun. Uh, you've got Brian Myers and Matt Cardona, who, you know, everybody knows I've got a soft spot for those, those guys, but they're there to show that WWE never used them to their potential. Right. And Brian Myers has a hundred percent already proven that. Uh, and, and Matt Cardona is in the process of proving that. And, and that's kind of what impact comes across as, is this proving ground where you've got young talent, like guys like Ace Austin or uh, women uh, like uh, Deanna Parazzo, who was in NXT and just didn't yep. get used to her potential. Yep. Jordan Grace, who is a powerhouse uh everybody in NXT or in Impact is there to to do basically what MSK did. Mm-hmm. MSK, those they were the rascals. <laughs> right. yeah, that's right. <laughs> and those guys are incredible. Yeah. Uh but we've we've kind of given our scope of the wrestling world. Yeah. Last uh, thing I have to say though is that. I know we've talked about it before, um, but, uh, you know, the pandemic killed, in my mind, killed NWA. And yeah, uh, yeah I'm yeah. so sad about that. And I wish I know that they're going on now and they're doing stuff. I can't see them because I don't 
know how to access fits without you know uh, yeah i have i haven't kept up with it and then we went to was so good so good and i was like this is yes this, this is, is our new thing this is my new this thing is what we thought and, this is our new thing yep and then now it's it's gone so um and it might be able to get it back who knows but i don't know uh we'll see but um yeah that's that's the that's the one where i was like damn it yeah, yeah i i would say that uh, aside from my belief in the general good of humanity, the biggest casualty of the pandemic was, was NWA power. Uh, all right. One last thing real quick before we go. Uh, what franchise, if it were to get a toy line, would you absolutely not be able to resist? Or is there one? Because oh, there probably just is. about everything has a toy line. There, there probably is. Um, and you're right. Everything does have a toy line and it does frustrate me uh, sometimes. Uh, and I do get caught up on it. Um, if it's limited enough, I can, you know, I'll, I'll cave. Um, I, otherwise I just get, um, you know, spot figures here and there like, yeah. Ooh, Thrawn, you know? Right, uh, right, so, right. Um, or Ooh, Ahsoka or, you know, they almost had me uh, with getting the entire Rebels crew uh, with those Black Series, but I was like, "Well, and but, they put them, they re-released them all at the same time and made yep. it very easy, very yep, I know, I know." And I was like, <laughs> "If I had been in a better place, I might have pulled the trigger on it." But um, uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I succumb to. I think the only line of uh, extensive line of uh pop figures i have is the ones from westworld mm, yeah, um and yeah. i know that you have westworld figures um but i don't think those that would be yeah i haven't looked i looked they, at them and i was like they're diamond select and they're not yeah they're just not that exciting i'll tell you right i'll tell you what i would like what would have gotten me is if somebody had done some retro style westworld figures Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have actually been very almost, or at like, least just just Yul Brenner. Like that's you, the only one I need. Well, do you remember? Do you I'm remember surprised the, they didn't have. I'm surprised he doesn't have a vinyl pop. Like just him. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. Yeah. Do you remember the Lone Ranger action figure line from like the early '80s, late '70s? I think I do. I do. What if they did Westworld back longer than that? I had a I had a Scout and a Tonto <laughs> back in the day when they were dolls. What if they did Westworld <laughs> figures like that? How cool would that be? Maybe the the one this was like maybe what five seven years ago I don't even know now but um, there was one line there were two lines of uh, there was a cart two cartoons that I was watching that I was like man if they made toys of these I would not be able to say no and one was uh, Tron Legacy oh yeah the other yeah. was uh, the uh, that Green Lantern uh cartoon with the uh, green lantern animated and that's what killed oh, the show was there was no toy line i would i would have like i would have signed up and bought all of them i love both that of those they, they so were on good. at the same time and yeah. i just thought visually they look really cool and i was like if somebody puts together a line of figures like that uh for those um i wouldn't be able to say no um i i you know i'm uh as far as stuff that i'm like really watching or uh you know looking at now i i don't 
I don't know if there's anything that's strong enough to pull me back. Um, uh, cause I'm, I'm pretty resistant, um, to be honest with you. Cause a, my financial situation and B it's just like, where would I put it? Like, I just like, you know, yeah, like space. a whole line is like, this is an issue. Yeah. I'm just like, what, you know, there's certain things I just can't say no to. Um, if, uh, they ever, uh, there's a, uh, I'm a big fan. My biggest, my, uh, my, my biggest love in comics is for a series by Matt Wagner called Grendel. Oh yeah. And yeah. he just released a new Grendel story called Grendel Odyssey, which is Grendel prime in space. And I'm like, man, if they ever do a statue or something or a figure of that, I am like, I, I have to buy anything Grendel related. Yeah. So no matter what I will, I will be buying, like if they do something like that. Um, well, unfortunately that one of my favorite toy lines of all time, those big blast figures mm -hmm. um was it dark horse that did those the big eight inch figures they did hellboy and grendel yep, yep. um i have the grendel one and they, 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 they did they did they did madman madman yes yes yep i have that one, one too the, one of the best action figure lines of all time very underrated awesome. yeah that's when man, that's when indie comics are really happening yeah uh, yeah yeah <laughs> i mean um you know and and I think I think naturally I just think of comics more because I'm thinking you know like I know they have some saga toys, but, but I haven't good. I haven't been pulled in that direction yet, dude. If you had told me if on issue twenty of Saga you had told me that there would be action figures and that I would not care about owning them, I would have said you were insane. <laughs> but those figures are so ugly; they don't scale with anything uh it's stupid i, I don't do. understand and but we can't end on a negative note we've no no no, 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 a, no we've got to end on a positive note a positive note. so um i i look um you know just keep making you know flash gordon figures and uh you've got my <laughs> attention that's what i want i want a really really nice flash gordon movie line i, uh, I would, yes because usually they don't get past you know three or four figures yeah I would love, yeah, if someone did like a complete run of it, like like a whole stack of them, uh, like twenty, you know, I would I would be compelled. And to I do don't even care what format, but just uh, no, I don't think that would the movie. Yep, and get through all of the big characters. Absolutely, absolutely, all yes, Clytus and and yes, uh, yeah, all of them, like every single one of them. Uh, I I would do that, and and. You know, I would even pay for one of those Kickstarter things to have either a throne room or a war rocket Ajax. Oh man, I would want <laughs> I would want the uh the platform with the spikes. Oh yes. That would be yes. the must-have for me. Yeah, yes, yes. That would that would be sweet. And even like, you know, uh, Arborea with the yeah. old hand and the worm. Oh, the, the tree stump. The tree yes. stump thing. Great well, place. We have reached our own personal platform of spikes. We must <laughs> bid you a fond farewell. Tell us where you're online and what you're up to. 
Dude, it's been so much fun. Thank you so much for the invite. Uh, always great talking to you. Um, I, uh, you can find me at uh, newlegendmike.com. Uh, that's where you can find out what uh, book I'm going to produce for Dragon Con this year. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll go there too and I can find out. Um, and uh, of course, uh, Earth Station One, earthstation1.com, ESONetwork.com. Uh, I'm on every week there. Awesome, Mike. Always a pleasure talking to you, and uh, we'll have you back on sooner than later. We, we need to have you on one of the panel shows soon. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Awesome. Thank you so much. Remember, Saturday night on Twitch. Go ahead and subscribe to Needless Things on Twitch right now. And at 8 p.m.-ish, Masters of the Universe Origins in full detail. Everything that's come out so far. Uh, check out the Needless Things YouTube channel. Toy reviews every Monday and Wednesday and the occasional full video episode like the greatest animated series of all time. Please follow Needless Things on Instagram. Uh, excuse me, it's Needless Things Podcast on Instagram. Phantom Troublemaker on Instagram. Uh, yeah, you can follow Twitter if you want. I, I don't like it, so I'm not there much. Join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group where you can have direct input into the shows like voting for the entrance into the greatest animated series of all time. If you listen to that episode and you're wondering, why was this not included? You know why? Because you didn't suggest it. It's your fault. But that's okay because next time we do one of these tournaments in a few months, in a couple of months, I don't know when exactly, you will have the opportunity to to share your input. I believe every single suggestion that came from the Needless Things audience was included in the tournament in some way. Now, there were a number that were put in in kind of like a wild card thing to compete for a slot, uh, but we, we took everyone's suggestions. Uh, so there you go. I, I Lots of big things coming for the Needless Things podcast, for the Needless Things family. Uh, I, I just am so excited right now, and I hope you guys are ready for a ride because there's a lot of cool stuff coming, and, and I can't wait for you to see it. I love you guys. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.